Well, welcome to episode number 62 of the Live Transform podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Audrey Meissner and Dr. Richards. You'll be joining us in just a moment. And you know what? Hang with us till the end because in this conversation with Jim, it starts getting fired up at the end when we talk about really what does it mean? What does it mean to think differently, exactly prepared as an heir in God's kingdom? And um, there are things that we talked about in today's podcast that I had never thought about before. Um, it's gonna, it, you're gonna love it. You really will. Again, we're we're speaking about prayer. And last week, if you missed that, go back and listen. But we began to speak about connecting with the Father. Jesus, you know, gave us the model prayer. You know, our Father, which art in heaven. And then today we're going to go into, you know, Hallowed or Holy Be Your Name. And what does that mean? And so the Jesus model of prayer, this is kind of where we're working through, but it's a real in- invitation for you and for me to be a real disciple you know, to be a follower of Jesus. And actuate your faith by yeah. communing with God and who he really is. Jim uses the word tutor. Oh, yeah. It's Will we good. let the Holy Spirit tutor our lives? Yes. Okay, that's enough of the in, an introduction. Here's as well, remember all kinds of resources at the Live Transformed uh, website that you can download, that you can access. And uh, let's jump into that conversation that we've had with Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm really enjoying these conversations that we're having about prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I know that everyone uh, makes prayer a priority come the new year. And something, Jim, that you brought up was that you know people are setting goals, New Year's resolutions, those types of things, and they're and they're failing, you know, by February. Yeah. Um, but nobody wants to fail in the place of prayer. And it seems like it's it's one of those places where people try the hardest and, and really work at it. But whether they're succeeding or not, I think a lot of people question that. Sure. And, and last week we were we were talking about it's not about necessarily the ask or, or the task or getting things done, but we really brought the emphasis to the place of relationship. Yep. The, the invitation of, mm. of relationship uh, for the person. Uh, but yet we have modeled prayer, you know, by by the words, by the method, by the task, those those types of things. Yeah, and I was really blessed last, I was really thankful last week when you talked about uh, the tutors and um, the fact that when there was a really significant, rich family back in the day, they'd have tutors not to teach them necessarily just education, but this is how you prepare to be an heir to what you've been given. As yeah. you, as being in this family, this is what you're going to need to know That's of how huge. to react in every situation, how to respond. Mm-hmm. How, this is exactly how your dad would act when this would happen. Mm. This is his response when this was brought to him. And see, this still goes on in the royal family. I mean, right now, yeah, exactly in, 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 in Britain, in the royal family, those people are tutored from childhood until they step into their princely or kingly role about who they are and how to function like a king, yeah. like mm-hmm. an heir. Mm-hmm. And how wow. to think, how to respond. Yeah. how and, and that is us. We really are royalty. I don't think we understand. In fact, it's just hitting me in our prayer life. So do we pray as if we are actually part of that royal kingship, mm. you know, part of that family? Yeah. Well, st- stop and think about it. If, if you were born... 
in, into the royal family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was no question that you were an heir. There was no question that you were royalty. There's no question that the kingdom was yours and all of its resources. But let's suppose that they didn't, uh, they didn't turn you over to a tutor. And so you just grow up a little ignorant brat, running around doing foolish things. Well, when, it, when you get old enough to step into your office, to step into your heritage, you don't know what to do, and you're going to make this incredible mess out of it because you don't know how to think, live, act, function, make decisions like royalty. Mm-hmm. That's how Christians are. Because honestly, most of what they've learned in church has nothing to do with this is who you are. So let me let me let me help you understand how to think like a king's kid. It's more mm-hmm. like I've got to fix you up because you're not good enough to be a king's kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, th- th- there's that. Problem. So, so we we've never been trained to to live like royalty. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and we've uh, never learned to approach our dad as the king, yeah. and knowing it because of our just position as his child. I mean, I remember. Years ago when I would think, wow, as a daughter of the king, he can be in a room called the strategy room with the most important strategists of this world in this present time, making decisions that are going to affect, you know, entire nations. But when I come to the door as a daughter of the king, he just, he he literally, his face turns from all of those people in the strategy room because his daughter came to the room. You know what right. I mean? Oh, my daughter's yeah. here. You know, let me, oh, just a minute. I just have mm. my daughter here for a moment. Like, this is right. important to me. I'm just saying that those are the kind no. of visuals and the pictures and the meditations yeah. that we have to understand that as truly that precious to God, what, how does he treat us? How do we approach him? You know, I was in, a, I was in, I believe it was Costa Rica, uh, way years ago in the eighties. And, uh, uh, I was going to speak to a meeting of the Supreme Court, of their Supreme Court judges, the vice president of the country, and several of the leading politicians in that wow. country. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm about to say is it's going to sound so trite and, and, and goofy because it'd be like something somebody would say trying to be spiritual, but it was my reality. So I was going there with somebody else, and so they said, "Man, you don't seem to be nervous. You know, we're going to, we're going in here to speak to all these dignitaries, yeah. and you seem to be nervous." And I said, "I'll tell you something." I said, "My role in the earth is more important than anything those men have ever done, or anything right. they will ever do." Right. In other words, I am a child and an ambassador and a representative yes. Yes, of the are. King of Kings and the Lord. Yes. Lord. But it, it wasn't something I was saying. I mean, I was really answering the question of why I wasn't nervous. Right. They were the ones. They were the ones that should have been nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and, that, and that's not ego. You know, that's not saying I'm no, better than anybody else. That's it's reality. I know who I am. And the, and the thing is, if you know who you are in that kind of situation. Then you know who you are when you're in the street on the street down here. Somebody's looking at you funny, and so you're getting all weirded out and freaking out and passing judgments and feeling like a victim because you don't like the way somebody's looking at you. It's like it doesn't matter. I'm, I, you know, I am royalty, and and also when you're standing in your yard uh, because lightning's striking all around your house or a tornado's headed right towards your house, and you speak to it, you're going to feel exactly the same way. 
I mm-hmm. know who I am. I know who my father is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the policeman that jumps out at man of 18 wheelers barreling down the road. And, and, you know, you know that that, 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 that guy needs to be stopped. He's reckless. Uh, Policeman whips his car crossways in the road, and he steps out between his car and that 18-wheeler and throws his hand up in the air and commands that he stop. That policeman isn't for one moment thinking that it's because of his size or stature or strength that that 18-wheeler is going to lock the brakes down and stop. He knows he's going to do that because he represents the full force and authority mm-hmm. of the state that he represents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and see, mm-hmm. Christians don't feel that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're not ready to mm-hmm. say, I, I, I demand kingdom mm-hmm. manifest in my life. I demand yeah. the will you of God. You used that word in insist last week. You said that yeah. word. I insist that the light, the promises of God manifest themselves. And sometimes when you are. Um, in a life-threatening situation or in a situation that's really important, you have to get to that place of faith, as you said, not wondering, I wonder what God's going to do here. I wonder what his will is for this situation. No, I absolutely know that angelic delegations have been set in place and with God's own voice, he has declared my success and my victory and my situation. And he already knows what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's powerful, but that doesn't come just by reading the right words. That comes through years of of meditation and hanging out with God, like literally hanging out with knowing him, personal, intimate, being in scenarios that you know that, I don't have to worry about this because it already happened a long time ago and we yep. defeated fear of the failure. So I, I don't have to, I couldn't fail yeah. if I tried because I remember the time that we def- annihilated fear of failure. It has no, no voice in my life. It's not allowed to speak to me. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to also draw this out of, uh, of last week because of this authority, you know, you standing there and you commanding and, yeah. you know, stop, you know, storm, move, you know, be healed, whatever it might be. Um, there, there has been, you know, this real, you know, we are all familiar with that, with the strong faith movement, you know, that I need to create this faith. I need to drum this thing. You know, I need to say it more, say it right. louder. You know, I need to convince, I need to, you know, come against the powers and the authorities on and on. Uh, but last week, Jim, you, you spoke about faith begins not with the promises of God, but with the trust for the individual of the promise. Yeah, for the character, it, yeah. For his yeah. character and who he who really the is. Promise. The yes. one who made those promises. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think a lot of times we do. We we we're we're going after the promise without the person. Right. And, oh, and, exactly. and the relationship. Yeah. And that'd be like that cop standing out there going, I wonder, I wonder if I have the authority to do this. I mean, I wonder if it's all right for me to stop this truck. I mean, right. he's going to be in a panic. And as that truck gets closer, he's going to end up running. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because, he, because he's like, I'm going to get run over if I he's stand He's questioning out here. it. He's questioning it. Well, you know, if, so if you're the child of a king mm-hmm. and man, and you get that sense of sonship. Well, the next question is this, what kind of king is your father? If he's a dictator, then you're mm-hmm. going to go out and you're going to emulate being a dictator. If mm-hmm. he's a murderer, you're going to you're going to murder to get what you want. If he's greedy and takes from his from the people in his kingdom, you're going to be greedy. So so the next thing is, is, is if I'm connected to God as father, I got to know what kind of father he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to know intricately all the yep. details 
of how he responds in yeah. every situation. And so when Jesus said, you know, we're, we're, we're to pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be the name. And again, that's one of those things where, yes, it is just one simple statement, but it's volumes mm -hmm. of what is behind that statement if we pursue it from a heart perspective, if we pursue it from the perspective of a relationship of uh, of, of knowing how to properly represent him, of knowing who he is. You know, the word hallowed is the same as the word holy or the same as the word sanctified. Mm -hmm. Holy and be you know, thy name. To sanctify God's name means to set it apart as something uncommon, set it apart as something precious. And so, you know, we know, you know, I, I love over in, I believe it's First mm -hmm. Peter, where he says, mm -hmm. uh, he says, sanctify the Lord in your hearts so that you'll be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks what it, the hope is that you have. So, so he's saying, he's saying in, in ministry, the way you're powerful in ministry is that you have sanctified Christ in your heart. You have set him apart. And because he's set apart in your heart, because it's special, it's unique, and, and you know who he is then the way you're living your life is one with hope. Well, that's the same way it is with the names of God. Yeah. You know, are the names of God truly uniquely special to me? Or as a way of life, do I take the name of the Lord in vain or vainly? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are the two options. Mm -hmm. He's either hallowed, he's either sanctified, holy, set apart, and special, or we are taking his name in vain when we mm -hmm. call him father we're taking his name in vain when we pray in the name of jesus we're taking his name in vain just by saying that we're christians if our life denies his names and if those names are meaningless to us okay this is so interesting jim i was talking to bob about this this morning because yeah. i was i was reading a decree with probably two pages just full of it was just called, I see God. And then I see your faithfulness. I see your holiness. I see you as father. So it's just, you know, going on and on for like 30 of these, right? And so I, instead of just reading them or saying them out loud, I decided to create an experience with every single line. So And, and you should. That's the way uh, to do yeah, it. Yeah. I wasn't just going to read through this. I was going to take an hour if it took. I was just going to, yep. I was, this was my, I was alone with God. This was intimate. So I said, I see you as faithfulness. And I just started remembering all the times I've, I've just literally seen him beside me, not in the physical, but in my heart. I can see him with me when I was there. He was with me there. I see him there as my comfort when he was weeping with me. I see him, you know, and so I was going through right. all of these and I wasn't really deep in thought. I was just experiencing God. And then I, I see your faithfulness. But then I got to this one, Jim, it said, I see your success. Yeah. And I, and so I was looking, for, I was, you know, saying, okay, where have I seen your success? And, you know, meantime, um, just in the last, just week or two, you know, year or two, you know, we all go through our own challenges with our families and our kids and like, no, no one's immune from these things. But I was thinking of him as father and I was thinking, you know what, God, you know, I mean, I love you to the point I can't start thinking about you. And I start crying. My heart is so full of extreme love for you. I love you so much. But I said, I'm trying to think of a scenario for success. Like I see you as success. 
And I was looking for that experience and I went, I I don't know, God, like you made this world. It's so beautiful, but you know, there's so much destruction and all these people that are supposed to be your kids, as amazing as they are, the majority of the kids that I see love sin and they relish in sin and they are actually ignoring you as their dad. I'm just, I was just being really honest. No, but you you gotta be. If it's going to be a heart thing, you got to be honest. I, I had to be honest. And I said, God, I, I like, because when my kids choose sin and they harden their heart, that that is really hard. So are you successful when point zero one of the, the kids you made actually know you as their father, like really hang out with you as their father? And then he said to me, like, I just was like wrestling, not wrestling, but just asking. I said, I want to see you as successful because I see all these other attributes. And then he says, well, Audrey, what's the opposite of success? And I said, well, failure. And he says, well, what never, never fails, even if it tries? And I said, love. Love love literally does not have the capacity to fail. So if you are love, it's the essence of everything you, you who you are, then I can see your success. You know, because if, 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 if success is love, but then, I, and then it hit me with my personal relationship with success is that I've had everything of hating success and I don't want it anymore, but then I do want it. And I have this love hate relationship with success. It's been quite a ride for my life because the father let me into his heart because I said, father, how do you feel when all these children of yours are choosing sin and choosing, you know, and I just started to, I said, I have one kid right now that is, is choosing some momentary pleasure. That's I'm weeping to the core of my being because how could he think that's funny or how would his heart be hard? I know what it feels like to love someone so much, but not having any control to change it. Like that's how he feels, right? He has no way to force or change or control us because love doesn't have the capacity to force ever. Mm. There's nothing in love that will demand or control. So, so the key, but the key thing, I, th- I don't want us to drift too far away. Uh, so tell me if I'm interrupting you at the wrong point. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that with all of these names... I will make sure I'm getting the point. Okay. With all of these names, you turned it into a meditative process. Is that the, is that the main key? Yes. Every one of these I turned into a meditative process. So it became I, an, I, an experiential experience. It became a picture. Thing. I want a picture as you as my success. Yeah. But then because I wrestled with him, he just said, Audrey, success is not what you thought it was. He redefined it for me that day. Yeah. Success is not winning. We always think that success means you win and success means it's perfection. And success means something is a big deal, but it's not that way. Success is messy. He says, Audrey, success is messy. So am I success or am I not? You know? So yes, I I did divert from what we were talking about. (laughs) No, that's all right. No, it was good. But I just wanted to make sure I was staying on track and and, and, and getting the point. Because because if we engage our heart, Mm -hmm. and if if we're going to make God's name holy, if we're going to sanctify it, and, and see, really, remember, Sanctifying something is the process that we go through for it to become special to us. In other words, God's already sanctified in His heart. He's already sanctified us in His in His heart. He's already sanctified. You know, every, every, everything is holy to Him. He's already sanctified. That's already done in His heart. But that doesn't mean it's done in my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I don't find somewhere like like you know with the prayer organizer. I always tell people, for every I am scripture that I ever quote, I create a mental image and experience Mm -hmm, so -hmm. that I'm never, ever, ever just saying the words. 
so that so so that when I'm saying the words, I'm having an experience. So each of those names of God, like you were talking about, the the question is, have we sanctified those names? Have we done what it takes in our heart that those names are special? And when we say those names, when we think about those names, we we experience them. But even more than that, when we're facing life, is that the sustaining reality whereby we interpret how we and choose? how we're going to experience or what's going to happen in the circumstance. And every one of those sense? attributes is so important because I had a disconnect when it came to success. Did yep. I know that? No. I had no idea I had that disconnect until I actually started making an experience with each one because then I was honest, as you said, with yourself. And I said, you know what, God, I, I don't know. I have, a, I have a misunderstanding when it comes to success. And see, that was a form of, of, assess, of assessing and reconciling even though you're theoretically or technically weren't at that point of your prayer life yet, because you looked at that name and you said, well, wait a minute, that, I'm not seeing that name in my life as it should be. No, because I was, he didn't, I didn't understand how success, I thought success oh. was cut and dry. And he says, no, mm-hmm. success is very, very messy. And then at the yep. end of that, I can say, God, you have loved me when I was unlovable. Yep. You've, you've loved, you've never forced me. Like when I want to force my kids or, you know, or, or demand something you've never forced or demanded, ever. You are 100% successful. So now I can see, because I wrestled through it with my experience, I see your success. Yeah. And I also can trust you that I don't know the end of this story, and there are so right. many things about how this world looks and about these children of yours that I don't understand. Well, you know, God has, I don't even remember how many names. I mean, right. pages of names. Mm-hmm. He has what people call covenant names, which I think all of his names to some degree are covenant names, but has what people call the covenant names, you know, like, a, you know, the Lord, your righteousness, the Lord, God, your peace, the Lord, God, your sanctification, uh, the Lord, God, your healer, you know, all of those. Yes. So all of those names as covenant names means this is who I am to you. I will never break this covenant with you I, because this is not a covenant based on what you do to get me to do something. This is a covenant that says, this is who I am. Therefore, this is who I will always, always be to you. Mm-hmm. Now, because we don't understand prayer, see, and I've said this on this you know, podcast and, and in television programs that we've done over the years, right. you know, I think one of the most damnable heresies that undermines our capacity to come to see God the way he is, is the false way that sovereignty is taught. Because the, 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 the occult version of sovereignty is that the gods are in control. Right. And that everything that happens is the will of the gods. And all right. of that was brought into Christianity. It's not biblical, but it's brought in. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was brought into Judaism first, and, mm-hmm. and then it was brought into Christianity. And so... So because of a really unbiblical concept of, of sovereignty, we have, no, we have no sense of our right and privilege and responsibility as an heir mm-hmm. to establish the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking at the world as if everything that's happening through some mystical means, God is somehow either allowing it or causing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Now, based on his own word, if you see somebody suffering harm and you have the ability to do something about it and you don't, then you are as much a sinner as the person who is doing them wrong. Mm-hmm. So if God has and could do something about all of these things and doesn't, then he is as evil as the devil that's doing them. Right. And the reason he can't do anything about it, because if he did, it would make him a liar because he has given us authority on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And he will work in us. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit's the helper. He's not the doer. We mm-hmm. do. He helps. We make a choice. He empowers. And so so we're looking at the world saying, I don't, we're, why is God doing this? Why is right. God letting this happen? Well, number one, if we believed the names of God mm-hmm. and understood who we are in, in, in the earth, we'd never ask that question. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever look around and say, why is God doing anything? I mean, that's, you're talking about the wrong question to ask. That's the wrong mm-hmm. question to ask mm-hmm. anytime about anything. Right, right. But we have to look at the world around us and based on who we know God to be, and, and, and you know, now in the Old Testament, they just had his names. And ultimately, now we have the life, the teaching, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We have the perfect representation of God. A person who doesn't know what God's will is is a person who does not read and understand the Bible. It's just, it's just that simple. Doesn't understand and believe what Jesus accomplished for us. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Stop trying to make it harder than it is. Stop trying mm-hmm. to make it more difficult than it is. That's all there is to it. So if God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God, my peace, and I'm encountering a circumstance in the world, okay, he's my father, I know I'm an heir, that, and I have been tutored, man, I have been taught as an heir how to make these decisions, how to use authority properly, and so if I know he's Jehovah Shalom, and this circumstance is affecting my peace, that I have the right which is authority. I have the right. Mm-hmm. I have access. He's the power. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost is the power. I have the right. I have the power and the privilege and the responsibility to address that situation as a king's kid say, no, you cannot take away my peace. I'm not saying you can't exist in the world. I'm not saying that you're, you, you can't be out there anywhere. I'm saying you can't be that to me. Mm-hmm. And see, we're not ready to bind and loose. We're not ready to exercise that kind of authority until we're rightly related to God as sons and heirs, and then we have been tutored, and because we believe the names of God, we believe who Jesus is, we believe how Jesus represented him, we believe what he accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection has already settled every question in heaven. Then and only then can you look out there without blinking Without mm-hmm. wavering and say, mm-hmm. no, no, I won't have it. Right. And th- see, this gets us out of this. This is why Jesus said, you, God already knows what you need. So th- the problem, you know, when there's needs in my life, if I'm praying and asking God to take care of them, then number one, I'm saying, obviously, God, you ain't paying attention. You know, obviously, you're not concerned. I mean, you know, I'm contradicting everything about his character and nature. But more than that, I'm overlooking my responsibility to speak to that situation and change it, first in my own heart, and then it'll manifest in my circumstance. Yeah. 
And I think many are, are, are allowing circumstances to define who God is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, because of the chaos, because of the brokenness, because of sin, mm-hmm. then, then God, you must not be as effective as you could be. Right. And we, we, we run into a lot of people that are really, um, they've just, uh, they miss, they miss the, the provision of God as protector in their lives. Yeah. And in God, if, if you're, if you were really protector in my life, then all of this bad stuff wouldn't be happening. You know, then, you know, I wouldn't have lost my husband. I wouldn't have lost this. This wouldn't have come my way, so on and so forth. And, and as, as I was wrestling through this one, he says, I am your protector. Mm-hmm. Because in my protection is all of my provision. Yep. And so, you know, I love Audrey with all my heart. But I can't, quote, protect her from any harm necessarily coming to her. I can't put her in this isolation bubble kind of a thing. But as a loving husband, I bring provision. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, I'll, I'll be and I'll do what all that I can. And God as a loving father in his protection. He mm-hmm. makes a way. Yeah. He makes a provision. I'm where you are, yeah. and and you're you're not just gonna you know get through this, but I'm gonna take you out of this. Mm-hmm. You know you're you're gonna you're going to influence and and change the atmosphere where right. you go. Right. You know there is an authority that you have as as my son, yep. as my daughter, and so in that there where there is the protection of the Lord, we begin to find you know His provision, and as as you're saying, you know His holiness. You know, sanctified, set apart, apart, unique, like none other. And what the enemy wants to do in the things of this world, just to take the opposite of that holy, sacred, set apart, to reduce it to that which is common Mm -hmm. and easily discarded. Mm -hmm. And, And Jesus is saying to his disciples, let me show you the Father. Mm hmm Yeah. In all his... And let me make this Mm. personal. Like, let me take every one of my names and make it very personal for you. Yeah. So that maybe I I had to wrestle through that that day. And I I had never in my life questioned the Lord's success up till that moment. I hadn't. I had never questioned. I love God. Of course, he's successful. But I had to just get through that to say, wait a minute, I have experienced your success. Your love never has never, ever Ever. failed ever. You have never, if you just left that alone, you would go around saying the words that God is successful, but it it wouldn't be a reality to you. And I also connected to the father because I felt his pain. Like as much as if I love my kid this much, how much more can I have love for his kids because yeah. he's my dad, like you, you, your heart is after all the people mm. who, mm-hmm. who, you know, and I just could relate to him as yep. like, oh, we're in this hurts. together, how your yeah. heart, and we're going to do this. I can represent you. Yeah. I can do my part to represent yeah. you mm-hmm. in this world, you know? Yeah. Anyway. You know, Bob was talking about like, you know, being a protector. See, 
there are scriptures, for example, like the name of the Lord is a high tower and those who run to it mm-hmm. you know, are mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Now, if I think back to all the times I heard scriptures like that that was referring to the name of the Lord, the emphasis would be left off of the name of the Lord. And the, and the concept that would be preached was the Lord is the high tower, so you need to run to him and kind of get him to protect you. Yeah. You need to run ah. to him. And, it, and, and get inside that tower. Yeah, get inside a tower. But it didn't say the Lord, even though he is, it said the name of the Man. Lord. So oh. I'm not running to the Lord if I'm not running to the reality of who he is, of who his name reveals. So like in, in the case of sickness, I need to run to the name of Jehovah Rohi. I mean, mm-hmm. Jehovah Rophi, and mm-hmm. I need to run to that name, and I need to relish in that name mm-hmm. and experience that name and, and see myself living that name and how my life would be if, if, if that name was manifesting, you know, totally and, and completely in my life. Yes. So I'll t- I tell you another scripture, I always tie this, these two scriptures together. Yeah. Another scripture in Proverbs where it says, you know, that the wise person sees trouble coming and mm-hmm. takes shelter. And it says, you know, the fool just keeps on going and is destroyed. Exactly. You know, something I've learned. And then we blame God, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Then you tie that together with Proverbs says, and, 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 you know, because of our foolishness, our life is destroyed and we blame God. Yeah. So you tie that together and it's like, okay, you get up tomorrow morning with a sore throat. If just sore throat. Yeah. Had a thousand sore throats. Had a million sore throats, you know, just sore throat. But you know what? I, I could right at that moment run to the name of Jehovah Rohi, who manifested his healing through the uh, exchange of the Lord Jesus Christ, who took uh, took my sorrows and sickness and sins and and carried them away and gave me resurrection. I, c- I could run to that and experience that, mm-hmm. and 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 a sore throat could go, but it could be over that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just using this example. Yes, but I don't usually. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the fact that, okay, well, I'm going to take something for this. Well, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. You should, you should take care of it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we're really not even going to run to God until we've exhausted all of our natural resources in it. Mm-hmm. And then when we do run to him, we're not going to run to his name, who, his, he, who he has revealed himself to be, because that name isn't special to us. We haven't mm. sanctified that name in our hearts so we that that's, so that that's that place. You see, and, yes. and we're going to run to him as if I'm running to you now to get you to do something about yeah. this. And his right. answer, if we could hear him, would be, I did everything I could do. I sent my son. <laughs> he took that sore throat. Yeah. He, took it, he took it to the grave uh, and rose from the dead and overcame it. I really can't do anything else for you on this. <laughs> But how cool is it if we were to take the names of God and actually make them special, make them personal, make them intimate, make them real, experience them, smell them, feel them, taste them, remember them. Not just special when I'm quoting them. No. No. But special in that any circumstance in my life that opposes them. That that would would challenge that. Immediately. No, sends off this red flag that says, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Uh, not a chance. Right. There's not mm-hmm. a chance in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And see, that's where Jesus is saying, don't even bother going to 
I'm going to establish, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to command the kingdom of God to manifest in my life. I'm going to command the perfect will of God to manifest. Don't even bother going there. Yeah. Don't if even bother. This whole relational aspect hasn't brought you to this place of the confidence of an heir who knows his father and knows his father's will so well that yeah, we're yeah, we're always open to God speaking something to us. I mean, mm-hmm. leading us. I'm not talking about that. But his will is never sick. Mm-hmm. His will is always healed. Now, he might have a way for me to get there, a process he's going sure. to lead me through. Sure. But that that process has nothing to do with me about instantaneously making a decision and saying, oh, no, no, this you have no room here. You are not from God. This was defeated, you know, by the cross of Christ. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, the manifestation of the Lord, my healer. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and, yes. and bring that thing to life. Actuate your faith. Yes. By communing with God and who he really is. So you know good. what? That is that. So good. I think we're going to, I'm going to listen to this one over and over ah. again. I don't know about you listeners, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is where it really is. Knowing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actuate our faith by communing with God mm-hmm. and who he really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've all experienced, you know, mucking things up, you know, just making things more difficult than what they are. <laughs> yes. And, you know, as Jim was saying, you know, we, we, <laughs> we, um, run out of our own resources. Right. We do are we gonna do this by the sweat can. of are we gonna do this right. by the sweat of our brow? Right. Or are we gonna do it by the work right. of the spirit? And then when I'm when I'm completely, you know, exhausted, then I go to him and I say, God, go uh, would you go fix the mess? Yeah. Go you, fix, you do it, God. You, yeah. <laughs> I got this all messed up. Would you mm. go do this, do this? You know, and, and he's like, wait a minute. Because he wants to develop his very character within us. He wants he to wants train to us as enlarge heirs. Our yes. capacity to be able to sustain and display his glory in the earth. And he wants that's to that's maturity. That's he, growing up he as want, a king's kid. He wants to tutor us. Yes. To become yep. heirs. I mean that's I have it. really caught that yep. today. Yep. He is preparing us just like in a royal family. He's preparing See, us to know. That's why we're supposed to become disciples. Mm-hmm. To be tutored to be able to th- Think like you know, you know what you know what keeps popping in my head the book yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad right. right yes right and the whole premise of that book is kids that are raised by poor dads think different kids that are raised by rich dads yeah, think right. different and make different kinds of decisions yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so so you know I want to think like my father I want yeah. and G- you know when the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. That doesn't mean you automatically have the mind of Christ. No. It means the mind of Christ has been made, made available. available to yes, you. Yes. If you access if you it, access learn it, and see study how, it, and agree with how it, he agree with uh, it. Uh, uh, agree with how he Choose saw it. God. Yeah. Yes. And every so time. and so I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to think like Jesus saw. And I never one time, never Jesus didn't pray. To find out the will of God for one person Never. that he ever healed or for Never. one miracle that he ever worked. Never, ever one time. Oh, may the, my father's ways become my natural instinct. Uh, you know, my, yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we talked about this. And I know I know we're pretty close to out of time, I think. Yeah, we are. But, but you know, I think back to, and we mentioned it in one of the podcasts just recently where, you know, in, in, the, in the book of Mark, when Jesus is standing the boat, boat looking at the waves, he says, peace, be still. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> but. There's every probability that what he actually said was surrender to the will of God. Right. Yes, that was a few podcasts ago. We talked about that uh, surrender. 
See, if you know what the will of God is, yeah, it's already settled in your heart. And all you're doing is bringing factors into <laughs> harmony with the will of God yeah. that you have the authority, the right, the responsibility to do so. And if you don't do it, oh my God can't do it for you because if it did, it'd make him a liar. Nobody else can do it for you. And so... Man, I'll tell you, I, I, if people this get is powerful. this, this, is, this so is powerful. This is powerful right now. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. This is going to sound so egotistical. I don't mean for it to sound egotistical. I just mean for it to sound real and practical. Because let's go back to this thing I told, told you about last week. You know, there's nothing I've ever written in my prayer organizer that doesn't have a fulfillment date on it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. But now keep in mind, I qualify, and when I pray, I'm not begging God to do it. I'm speaking it into existence. But I qualify. I don't commit myself to pursue something until I, you know, if there's any question in my heart or mind Mm -hmm. that this is covered by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And if it is, and, and, you know, we can, you know, how much time do we have left? We have none. Yeah, we have none. So next, next week. If we can remember to do this, okay, uh, we'll make notes. Well, let's make notes. See, this is where this gets into seek and keep on seeking, and you'll find knock and keep on knocking, and be open, ask, keep on asking. Because the whole the whole concept behind that is not is not that you keep on because you're trying to get the answer. If you know the answer is yes, you don't stop. If you're immovable, that this has been settled in heaven. You're not going to stop speaking. You're not going to stop believing. You're not going to stop doing. This, you know, this is not about trying to persuade God. This is about the fact that you know that God is good. You know what the answer is, mm-hmm. and so why would you? Why would you? Why would you ever stop? Why would you ever go? Okay, I'm not going to believe for this anymore. If it's settled in heaven, don't make that any sense really to me. Good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes great. This, that, this has been amazing today, and I think that I'm going to look forward to next week already. Yeah, yeah. I um, want every person a year from now to be able to say, everything that I chose to believe for got a red circle around it. Wow. It's, it's done. Hmm. Okay, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's, listener, this is going to help you because... I don't want you to go to the place. Well, how am I going to do that? Yeah. No. Because that's, you know, immediately. Okay. No. How am I going to do that? No, I want, you will begin to find your life in God as never before. You, you yeah. know, seeing yourself as a son and a daughter of the most high, mm-hmm. you will allow the Holy Spirit to tutor your life. You will be yes. that disciple. I tell you, we should mm. call this podcast get, Getting Prepared to Be Heirs. Like, we are learning it's in the good. royal family, preparing to be heirs. This good. is really good. Yeah. Woo, thank okay. you so, so we've much, made, Jim. we've made some notes because yeah. we, we've got to continue this yeah. uh, next week because I know people are real excited. Yeah. But go back. Mm-hmm. Listen to last week's this, whatever, how, mm-hmm. how, however far back you need to. But then this week, I want you to begin to really, for yourself, begin to experience Mm-hmm. At least one, two, you know, however many names of God. Yes. 
Yep. And just really begin to experience them yep. for yourself. Yep. And and uh, there there's there is a list at our website. And also on livetransform.com, you can um, download that prayer organization prayer organizer that Jim is talking about, and as well as the series, mm-hmm. you know, that kingdom come, and it's all there. Yep. Did I call it right? What did I say? Establish God's will in the kingdom. No, you said right. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was going to say. You don't even have to be able to pronounce it for it to work. Exactly. <laughs> or know the title perfectly. That's right. Because you will see which one it is, and you'll know which one I'm talking about. That's so right. there, order, oh, okay. order that one. Yeah, get, get that get one that for one. yourself. All right. Be sure to share the podcast with friends. Go back, listen to it again and again. And we're doing all that we can to better connect you to the extravagance of the Father's love for you that you would know him and know who you are in him. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you. All right, bye-bye. Bye.